0: Welcome to Lending Forward, a podcast where we're lending every bit of what we know to our listeners, from real conversations and lessons learned deep within the industry to education and forward thinking. Together, we're lending forward. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our channels and connect with us on www.atlanticbay.com. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS number 72043, nmlsconsumeraccess.org is an equal opportunity lender. Located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 203, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23452. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Lending Forward. I'm your host, Taylor Ellard, and I am so excited to have Coach Kyle Draper joining us today. Kyle's had almost seven years under his belt of helping agents and mortgage bankers leverage social media to grow their business. Welcome, Kyle.
1: I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. I'm excited to have you. And for listeners who might not know much about you, tell us your story. Where'd you start? How'd you get here? And what are your goals for coaching?
1: So I have, Taylor, I have a a unique story in that I had no plan of ever being here. I, like my background is I was a a youth pastor for almost nine years, thought I was going to do that forever, chose to get out of church ministry. I then started a roofing company with my dad and my brother because that's obviously what you're supposed to do is you go from being a pastor to being a roofer. Naturally. Then, so that is really where I kind of cut my teeth on learning sales, learning marketing, learning social media. And so through that, I realized that, wow, the realtor, they have access to all the roofs. And so I started offering free inspections to all the the real estate agents before closing to ensure that that didn't keep something from happening, began to develop all those relationships. Well, one day, mid-August in Oklahoma, my shoes are literally beginning to melt to the shingles of this roof that I'm on. And I just have this thought of like, I'm a large human. Like, what am I doing? This is not what I was destined to do. <laughs> Climbing on people's roofs for a living. And so I, I resigned from that company. My dad and my brother still run that company today. It's a multi-million dollar company. Then I started a company with a friend building websites for real estate agents. And so again, not my sweet spot. I was the hype man, the front man, the energy guy. And so we started selling websites. Well, I got really tired of cold calling. And I'm sure the people that listen to the show, they've had to cold call at some point in their life. And it's awful. It's terrible. When I'm struggling, all I know how to do is pray. And so I just prayed and was like, God, what am I good at? And what do realtors suck at? And that's the relationship that God and I have as I say sucks in my prayer to him. And what I received was, you're a good communicator. Realtors are terrible at social media. Start learning social media, teaching them classes in order to sell them websites. And so Taylor, that was my journey. I started teaching hundreds of classes for free six years ago now, almost seven, and I just, I got really good at this. And I discovered a way of doing it that most people didn't comprehend And so now I I fast forward and for almost four years now, I'm full time into speaking, coaching, teaching. My goal with anything that I do, especially inside of my coaching is I just want to empower people to pull out of them what's already there. So many people go through life looking at others and feeling like they lack something when I choose to believe that you have everything you need inside of you, you just sometimes need a little handholding along the way and allow other people to kind of pull those out of you. And that's what I love to do. I love to pull greatness out of people.
0: I love it. I didn't know that about you. You didn't. Well, look at that. No, your history. I Well, I knew you've been in the game for a while, but I didn't know the roofing and where you truly started. And I can see how it's molded you to getting to where you are today and you're good at it. Yeah, well, thanks. It comes across easy. But naturally, as a pastor, you were able to vocalize and communicate your message. And now it's just a different message, right?
1: 100%. The bottom line is like, I used to sell Jesus to teenagers. Now I teach people how to sell whatever they want to sell to whoever they want to sell it to.
0: That's right. It's this, the power of storytelling. That's right. I love it. Well, good. So let's get into the the actual power of storytelling and marketing yourself and branding yourself, whether it's social media or what have you. So the last couple of years, realtors, agents, lenders haven't really had to work for too, too much, right? They've been so yeah. busy given the climate. So once things start to settle and marketing tires need to be kicked, what would you say where a mortgage banker should begin?
1: I think, Taylor, it's a great question. First, before we even talk about where they should begin, I think where they truly should begin is in their mind because they have to come into agreement with they're not mortgage bankers anymore. They're marketers, right? Because if you if you don't understand how to attract people to you, you can't do what you love, which is the mortgage banking part right? You can't fit somebody in the right loan. You can't help someone with their credit if nobody knows you exist. And so for some people listening, they just need to go, right? Take a deep breath and go, he's right. I have to be a marketer. And then secondarily, I can come back and be a mortgage banker. And so once that acceptance happens, I think the place that people need to be the most is in front of the camera, doing what we're doing right now. We're recording a podcast, but it's also recording video, which can then be repurposed into other things. Because now, the way the world works is, if I'm willing to do good video, then you may not have ever been in a room. Well, like you and I, we've never been in a room together, right? We've never met in person, but when we meet, we probably won't shake hands like strangers, like we normally would, we'll probably hug each other because we've already created a virtual relationship because you've watched my videos. We've been on video together. And so this is what I think most loan officers don't understand is the power of putting yourself out there so that people can consume you whenever they want. Because the greatest way for me to impact your life is to allow you to consume me when you want to. And so that's what I love so much about video. And so to me, that is absolutely 100% where you have to start.
0: Absolutely. I'm in 100% agreeance with you. Thing is, a lot of mortgage bankers out there are like, I don't, what do I say? How do I get over that barrier? What is it? What are you telling folks that they don't want to hear it, but they need to hear it? And what are you telling them?
1: Well, gosh, if, if I can just be like totally frank, I guess, what I like to tell people is like, get over yourself. You're not as cool as you think you are. You're not as stupid as you think you are. The bottom line is there's a flavor of ice cream for everybody, and I don't need to be everybody's favorite. And so there are people out there that are going to love this podcast. There's people out there that are going to think this podcast sucks. (laughs) Who cares? That's right. Right? We're going to do what we believe needs to happen to create value for people. And it's not up to me to decide whether you see value in that or not. And, and so where I really try to coach people is through what I call pillars of content, because where we struggle is we go, I don't know what to talk about. And it's weird, Taylor. It's so weird because if you and I are at coffee together, you're not going to pull out a, a group of note cards because you prepared all these questions in case it got weird. We would just show up and have coffee. I'm going to ask you about your life and you're going to ask me about my life and you're going to say something and I'm going to go, oh, wow, that's interesting. How did that happen? And then what did you do when that happened? And we're going to just have this thing called a conversation. I think sometimes we need to just kind of pull back the weirdness and realize that though this is strange, right? I'm like, it's weird not looking at your face, but wanting to look into the camera because that's what people will see. Even though it's weird, It truly is the same and no different than if you and I were physically at a table across from one another. And so at a coffee table, what are we gonna talk about? I believe there's six pillars that we should be working from that will help us be more attractive to people through social media, growing our businesses in the process. The first is family. We've gotta talk about our family. You asked me before we started, you know, hey, can you hear my kids in the background? (laughs) I love kids in the background because that reminds people... While you and I are attempting to do a professional podcast, that moment of realness allows listeners to go, I didn't know Taylor was a mom. I'm a mom, right? right? I didn't know Taylor was a mom. I'm a dad. Our kids are the same age. And so I think so often we try to eliminate all of those real moments. And the perfected version that we want to push out to people is not relatable. And so family, has to be at the forefront of what we talk about, whether that's our kids, our marriage, our animals, our friends, right? All of the people and things that we do life with. So just today, okay? I still, I cannot believe this happened to me and I can't believe I'm I'm gonna have this story to tell for years to come. <laughs> I was doing a webinar today for MGIC. So there were th- almost 300 people on this webinar. I tell a story about my dog, and so the comments start flooding in of, show us your dog. We want to see your dog. What does your dog look like? So I call our dog in and I pick her up and she pees all over me. <laughs> oh gosh! She pees all over me, all over the side of my shirt. And so I still have like 20 minutes of this webinar left. Then I had to jump from that webinar onto another webinar. And I've had dozens of messages already from people They were like, man, when your dog peed on you, that was hilarious. (laughs) That's real life, right? The goal for us as salespeople is we want to find reasons to be memorable to people. And I'm willing to be the guy that got peed on if that's what it takes for you to remember me. That's right. So that's a part of content, right? The other pillars are we want to talk about our passions. What are you passionate about outside of mortgage? What do you do with your family on the weekends? Where do you vacation twice a year that, that you absolutely love? Because there's other people that share those passions. Again, today, I got a message from a lender that sent me pictures of his dog, and it looks just like mine. <laughs> we're connected. That's right. All right. So we're trying to create touch points with people, and the easiest way to do it is through similarities. Then the, the third pillar is business education. So a lot of people ask, how do I split up my content? Oh, is it 80-20, 80% personal, 20% business? How often am I allowed to do business content? And what I've decided is, let's eliminate the difference. The bottom line for every LO listening to this is you are a business owner. So if you're talking about your dog peeing on you, you're also a business owner when you tell that story. If you're walking through Target, you're still a business owner shopping at Target. If you're on a beach somewhere, you're sipping a Mai Tai on a beach as a business owner. And so what I've decided is I'm going to be an educator of my industry instead of a salesperson in it. And so I can talk about social media every day because I'm not ending it with, so if you need a coach, hey, I know a guy. Right. I add value and I get out of the way, trusting that if I add enough value, at some point you're going to go, why have I never looked into like what Kyle does for a living? I like him. He's really funny. He's really intelligent. I bet he could help me. And then boom, I've already supplanted myself in your life as someone of value, so it makes the sales part really
0: easy. Exactly.
1: Business, education. Then, the fourth pillar is inspiration. Taylor, I don't know if you if you've noticed this, but like our world kind of sucks. <laughs> yes. It doesn't matter what president is president. It doesn't matter Any Like, nothing matters other than most people wake up looking to be offended. Most people wake up pissed off at the world. Most people wake up feeling like everyone is out to get them. And so I decided years ago that I want to be a person that people say, you know, I don't know what it is, but when Kyle's in the room, I feel better. I just feel better. I feel better about myself. I feel a little bit more lighthearted. It feels like my burdens are just a little less heavy. Like, he just makes my life better. And so, in our industry, if you want to be a loan officer that is ridiculously attractive to people, be a person that has designed their life around encouraging and motivating and inspiring others. And so, we can do this really simply by like this this is a book that I'm reading. This morning, I was reading this book and I was like, oh, that's so good. I put the book down, I recorded a reel, and I put it on Instagram. It's not rocket science. I'm not a psychologist. I didn't write this book. But you know who people give credit to? They give credit to me because I delivered the content. And I still say who this is. I'm not trying to convince you that I'm really smart. I'm just regurgitating what I'm learning. And so it's such an easy pillar to fill, especially when we're like, what am I going to post today? Look around you, pick a freaking book up, and talk about it. I love it. Become a walking Cliff Notes, (laughs) and people will love you for it. That's right. Okay. And then the last two pillars, and then you need to talk. I've talked the whole time. So (laughs) I'm so tired of talking right now.
0: (laughs) After two webinars today, I would imagine, and getting people the whole day. So exhausted
1: from talking. I've heard my voice way too much today. The last two pillars are daily life. So I have a a really good friend of mine. Her name's Chelsea Pites. She's an Instagram expert on the real estate side. And she came on my podcast a while back, and she said this line, which was there is magic in the mundane. And the whole point was, if we're not careful, we only post the highlights. We only post the perfect moments. We only post the Christmas card moments. And that's not relatable to people. What's relatable to people is like you posting about having a bad hair day, and every woman on the planet goes, amen, sister, right? If all you ever do is post when you look beautiful, that you're going to create more resentment than you are people cheering you on. Daily life is, what you eat for lunch today? And I know it's stupid, but we've created a society of nosy people. And so people genuinely are interested. Oh, really? You eat gluten-free? Oh, that's a gluten-free restaurant? Oh my gosh, I didn't even know it existed. And so now your friends remember you every time they eat there because you're the one that posts about it.
0: So subtle. It's so
1: subtle. Right, That's such a beautiful word for this. There's so much psychology that goes in to me just slowly sliding my way into your life, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's unbelievable. The one example I love to give for this is I had a coaching client a few months back. She's a realtor in Nashville, and she texts me and says, I don't know what to talk about. And so I said, "Alisa, you're going to regret saying this to me because now you have to do what I say. And so I asked her, I said, what's the most boring thing you're gonna do this week? And she said, cleaning my toilets. So I told her, when you're on your knees cleaning your toilets, take a selfie with the toilet bowl, post it and say, this is the worst thing I'm doing this week. What's the worst thing you're doing? Taylor, that got more engagement than any other post that week. Why? Because it's relatable. Exactly. Nobody wants to be on their knees cleaning their toilets
0: but we all have to do it.
1: we got to be relatable, right? Even something as stupid as like, if you just made the commitment that you're going to drink 100 ounces of water a day, if you post a story at like the 90 ounce mark and you joked about like, guys, if you knew how many times I've peed today, it's crazy, but I'm almost there. Tons of people will engage that post and it's about stupid water. It's unbelievable. The last pillar, and then I'm, I re- literally am refusing to say words for the rest of this episode. <laughs> is local community. Lenders work in a local community, right? Most lenders aren't trying to be national lenders. Most lenders aren't trying to do business in 10 different states. They work in a defined area. And so what works really well with social media is if a lender will will convince themselves, I am now the digital mayor of my town. And so I'm going to interview local politicians. I'm gonna interview the owner of my favorite coffee shop. I'm going to interview of where I go to Taco Tuesday every week. I'm going to interview a vice principal from my kid's school. I'm going to know everything there is to know about my community so that when my sphere is asked a question about the community, everyone defaults to, man, I don't know, but gosh, Taylor Taylor knows everything. Everything about the city, Taylor knows everything, and it's unbelievable what this does for us. So those are the six pillars that I really try to help people focus on. And once we land on those, we're never, we like, we never run out of content.
0: Exactly. I know. I love every single one of them. I think it's just between this coaching and those six different pillars and the ideas that come from them. It's just a a strategic mind shift on opportunities that you can monopolize on. So, okay. It might be a mundane thing like cleaning the toilet, but it resonates because everybody else has to do it. It humbleizes, it's relatable. It's that kind of content. And then asking for the engagement is always nice because people want to say, oh, yeah, me too, you know, or whatever it is. I had to scrub the floors yesterday and I, I couldn't think of anything worse. It's humanizing. So it's great to hear that. I love that. That's perfect. You've actually covered quite a few things, especially the community side of things, because we're deep rooted in our communities and we are actually in multiple different states and we're constantly growing our footprint, but we're finding the right bit of folks. We're not just out there trying to find people who aren't. We have our core values. So much like your pillars. Our core values are we inspire growth, we have fun, and we genuinely care. And so we live and breathe each of those different core values. And it's applicable to some of the things that you're talking about, because I think those things can show through without you boasting or bragging. It's just who we are as people.
1: So, my question to all of your LOs would be if those are the three like pillars that y'all stand on, right? If I'm listening to this podcast right now, I would be asking myself, it's easy to say those with my words. Does my content embody that through my action? Because it's so easy for somebody to say, well, like, I want people to think that I'm really trustworthy. And then my question is, well, if I watch your content, do you appear to be a trustworthy person? Are you telling stories of where you had a chance to cut a corner, but you didn't? Are you telling stories of when a potential buyer asked you guys to cover a certain cost that was, was illegal? And you can say that you said no, and you lost a $4,000 commission, but your integrity was worth it. Because I think so often we have all these words that we want to be associated with us, but all we do is go, here's our closing photos. right? And none of that is speaking life into what we claim we're all about.
0: I love it. It's so true. And it's one of those things where some people just think they have to be there just to be there. But that's the stale content that nobody wants to see anyway. It's just, let me keep scrolling. I won't stop for that. There's another... I know she's killing it because she's posting all these pictures, but not, it doesn't resonate. You wouldn't be my top lender to say, actually, you know what? She's awesome. She posts a lot of videos about first-time home buyers or she posts a lot about why it's not cookie cutter rates or not one rate fits all sizes. So, and I know that because I always see her in my stream on a reel doing fun videos that resonate with me and they're humbleizing.
1: 100%. And if we only talk about our successes, I believe we convince more people that we don't have time for their business. And so I think there's a lot of LOs out there that don't even know how many of their friends are sending people to other people Because in their mind, they think, well, Taylor's crushing it. She doesn't, like, I have a buddy over here that's not as successful. Taylor's doing so great. I'm going to start referring people to them. And you're going to go, wait, what? No way. We don't want to stop serving people. And, And so sometimes I think our content is actually very counterproductive to what we think it's achieving, but it's really achieving a very opposite effect.
0: I know. And it's sad to see, but it is true. So I guess when it comes to platforms and where you should live and where you should spend your time, if you're going to go out there and create the fun, normalizing content, where are you? Are you on Instagram? Are you on YouTube? Are you on Facebook? If you had to choose, where would you live?
1: So I guess I'll answer it two ways. I'll say for me first, I realized a long time ago that I don't like working with millennials. And I am a millennial, so I think I'm allowed to say that but we think we know everything. And so I can look at a bunch of past clients that are millennials and I give them ideas and they're like, "Eh, I don't know, I don't wanna do that. But you give me a 50 year old that literally crushes loans, is amazing at the industry, but they're willing to say, dude, I am so broken when it comes to social media. I know nothing. Tell me to do it, I'll do it. If I need to get better at video, I'll get better at video. I just need, I just need help. So I decided years ago, like, I want to work with people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. So my default platform is Facebook because that's where most of that demographic lives. Now, there's yes, there's 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds and 60-year-olds on Instagram or even on TikTok or wherever, but by default, most of them exist on Facebook. So I tailor most of my content to Facebook and then I will spread it out from there. If I'm coaching this to other people, right, I'm reversing reverse engineering it, and saying, "Okay, Taylor, how old is your ideal client? If you could work with 200 people next year and they all could be the same, how old would they be ideally? And so you might go, "Well, man, I I really like, you know, first time homebuyers. They're they're fun. And so, you know, I don't know, like maybe 30, 30 to 35. That's the Instagram crowd. And so I would be coaching that person to go start spending most of their time on Instagram and use all the features. Start doing stories, get good at reels, do long form video for for their for their IGTV part of their platform. Go IG Live and let that be the platform you start on. If an LO says, I'm kind of new to this, but I spent 15 years in corporate America, I have a ton of, of professional relationships, then I'm gonna tell that person you might want to start with LinkedIn because you're going to have a lot of past relationships. They're living on LinkedIn right now. And so I don't personally have a favorite platform. I want to steer people to the platform where their people are more than anything else.
0: Absolutely. And we're finding sometimes too, when folks come over from the bank world, where their outreach was very, very limited, their hands are tied behind their back, you know, to the point where they can't even like one another's LinkedIn posts because of it. So when I'm talking to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, there is a whole world that you need to tap into. And let's give you the tools to get started.
1: 100%. They just had their training wheels ripped off because now they have this freedom. It truly is just about like pointing them in the right direction and then just letting them go. Their people are going to resonate with them because they are their people.
0: Exactly. Well, every episode we're ending with a question. And it's kind of like our flagship, if you will. Today, I'll ask you, I'm excited to hear your answer, but, and you have to perceive this however you may, okay? Okay. So how are you lending it forward?
1: How am I lending it forward? I think for me, I try to help as many people as possible without ever asking for anything in return, right? And so I can't tell you how many Coaching sessions that I've done with people that should have paid a thousand dollars that paid nothing. I can't tell you how many people have come through my coaching program, which is multiple thousands of dollars that I've invited in as a new realtor, as a new lender, knowing they can't afford this, but they would benefit so greatly from it. And so I just, I truly believe that we reap what we sow, and that if I continue to lend it forward it's going to be lent back to me in some form or fashion, that's what I try to do. Even as simple as just, do we smile at people when we like walk into the grocery store? Do we smile at people in the checkout line at Target? And so even in those those little finite moments, I think a lot of good can come from just a warm smile from a complete stranger. And we never know the power of what we're truly lending forward if we'll just live in those moments.
0: I love it. I love it. Well, I'm thankful for you and everything that you've learned for. For me, I'm grateful for it. But it was a true pleasure having you on today. And for more Coach Kyle Draper, go visit his podcast called The Social Media Mindset. Thank you, Kyle.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks, Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Lending Forward podcast powered by Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Don't forget to tune in next week and make sure you subscribe to our channel. Remember, we all play a part in lending forward. So go lend something forward today.